Hello, friends. Welcome back. In our last chat, we talked about making mistakes as a special needs parent. Today, I want to talk to you about raising a special needs child and the challenge that that can be. I want to start out with a story. There's an old story about a young man who was visited by a spirit after he was complaining about how hard his life was. His friends were rich. They had the company of many beautiful female friends while he was poor and had no prospect of marriage. He felt like he had been a failure to his family and that no one liked him and he was given the short straw in the lottery of life. Hearing this, a spirit who is watching him from a tree above called out to him and asked him why he felt this way. He replied back that he had so little when others had so much. The spirit paused and looked puzzled at the young man and said, I have the power, a magic touch, to make you feel happy and satisfied with your life. Would you like me to make it so? The young man cried out happily, yes, do this for me, please, right now. The spirit reached out its hand and snatched away his ability to see. The man cried out, I am blind. What have you done? Please give me back my sight, please. The spirit then waved a hand and took away his hearing. The man now thrashed around on the ground, crying out, blind and deaf, rolling around in the grass, tearing up the grass, getting muddy. And he begged the spirit to restore his sight and his hearing. Please, please, I can't see or hear. Are you still here? Please help me. The spirit observed him lying on the grass and waited. The sun went down. The man cried himself to sleep in the grass. The spirit sat silently nearby, but the man didn't know this. He felt he was alone and abandoned. Just before sunrise, the spirit brushed his shoulder. The man, startled, began to cry again about his plight. The spirit waved its hand, and the man's sight and hearing were suddenly restored. The young man jumped to his feet, cried out with happiness, jumping up and down, running back and forth in front of the tree where the spirit now sat perched again above him. The young man turned his face and warmed it in the sunrise and smiled wide with cheer and happiness. The spirit jumped down and stood before him and asked, Do you now feel happy and satisfied with your life? The man dropped his head and nodded slowly, yes. He now saw how blessed he really was. When special needs are part of your family, it is a challenge for both the parent and the child. But are you valuing what you have? Do you look for the blessings around you that your child gives you, or do you only perceive challenges? It takes effort. I know. It takes focus to see the positive things sometimes, many days. It takes focus and intent to see blessings in what happens. So I have another story for you, this one shorter. Looking out over the ocean, the water was black 
and raging. There were waves crashing up and down, rising and falling. There was a man floating in the water, flailing his arms, crying out as he was thrown around the waves. The wind was blowing. It was getting dark. There were people on the rocks on the shoreline staring down at him. He cried out to them, help me, help me, I'm going to drown, as he gulped in water. So I'll hit pause there. We'll come back to him in a few moments. Now consider the challenges that you feel about raising your special needs child. How many of those challenges are reality? Have you imposed any of them upon yourself due to your own demands and expectations that you've created for yourself. In a session with Rabbi David Aaron, he commented that feelings of unhappiness come from unmet expectations, but we set those expectations ourselves. When we set expectations, we can set ourselves up to fail and for unhappiness if we base them upon circumstances of other people. There are always going to be people with more or that we perceive have more or that we perceive have it easier, better. One mother in one of our feeds and chats, she told a story about how her child was running around in the yard without any shirt, shoes, or pants on. One of, one of the things that autistic children often like to do. They don't like the feel of clothes. Um, It's a sensory issue. They like to take their clothes off. And she felt terrible that she was failing, that he should be wearing a shirt, at least pants. Everyone's looking. He's running around. It's, It's just terrible. Another mother was sad and felt a failure because her daughter snuggles up to stuffed animals in bed. She's 25 years old. The mother felt, she's too old for that. Babies have stuffed animals. This is just, this is a failure. This this doesn't measure up to everyone else. This is something just that should not be. And she struggled with that. But who says so? This is the incredible mythical they who are always, always around judging us. They say this, they say that. Are any of the shortcomings or challenges that we think we are experiencing self-created? I want you to really think about that for a minute. I had the same challenge in my life because I had very, very clear ideas of how I thought a child should be raised, what a child should do, by what age, and I had uh, what I'll call the, the battle of Hello Kitty. Um, If you don't know Hello Kitty, it's a little kitty cat character, um, kind of cartoonish and anime. It's very super cute, has a little bow in its hair. Um, Very cute, but it's a toy and probably a toy for a very young child. And for a long time, I engaged in the battle of Hello Kitty. My son loved everything Hello Kitty. First of all, he was a boy. And in my mind, I thought, boys shouldn't like Hello Kitty or dolls or things like that that I had thought were for girls. And add to it that Hello Kitty seemed like something marketed to small children, like the under five age crowd. And I just could not 
bear that he insisted on Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty backpack, Hello Kitty t-shirts. If we went to the store, other kids were buying Nerf guns. He wanted a Hello Kitty stuffed animal. Um, He is 15 years old. And I just felt like this continuous battle that I needed to impress on him that he needed to grow out of Hello Kitty, that it was not appropriate, that you know, Hello Kitty was bad. I was on an anti-Hello Kitty campaign. But when I, one day I was watching him and realized that this character, this Hello Kitty, gave him happiness. And I really started to think, why am I so troubled by this? Why do I feel the need to constantly bang my head against the Hello Kitty wall? That's probably a battle I was not going to win first of all, and if I tore away all his Hello Kitty items, I was going to make him very unhappy. And for what purpose? So I started to really think about my relationship with Hello Kitty. And I made a decision that I was going to allow Hello Kitty. Me and her, we were going to get along. So next time he came out with his Hello Kitty, I didn't give him a dirty look. I didn't uh, make sure the Hello Kitty t-shirts were at the bottom of the laundry and never got, you know, on on his body. Um, I decided that I was going to just accept Hello Kitty. And whoever they were that were telling me that this was not appropriate, it was babyish, he shouldn't do it, I'm failing as a parent, you know what? They could just forget it. And since that time... I've had none of that. It's no longer a challenge. It's gone. And guess what? Literally, shortly after that, he moved on to something else. Um, and, you know, that one also posed a challenge for me, but I'll tell you, it took me 10 seconds to get over it. So, you know, I want you to think of a time when you were embarrassed for yourself or your child. I can think of one. I know. He brought a Hello Kitty into a restaurant and he was 16 years old. And I was very aware of the eyeballs on us that this, you know, teenage boy had a Hello Kitty stuffy animal with him. I was embarrassed. But it's pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy to remember a time when you were embarrassed, right? Or, you know, embarrassed for your child. Now, for a moment, think of a time that someone else was embarrassed. I'll give you a few moments. It's a lot harder to do, isn't it? Sure, you might think of somebody, uh uh-oh, that tripped and slipped on a rug or spilled their coffee in their lap, or you might come up with something. I remember someone who made a very inappropriate toast at a wedding. Funny thing is, they weren't embarrassed, they were drunk. But um, it's a lot harder to think of a time when someone else was embarrassed. Not you, not you embarrassed for them, but when they were actually embarrassed. So I suggest we all try to worry less about being embarrassed if no one else is going to truly remember it later but you. So I want you to think about five things that you wish your child did not do. Now looking at these things that they do or don't do, Is it physically harming anyone? 
Because if it is, then we need to reach out for help to address whatever that is. But for the ones that are not, those five things that just we wish they didn't do, can we find acceptance and peace? Can you find a way to accept your Hello Kitty? If your child is running around in the yard with no shirt on, is that a broken rule? If your child sleeps with a stuffed animal at 25 years old, why fret about it? Now let's revisit our friend flailing around in the ocean. (laughs) He's flailing around out there, believing he's drowning. He's crying out. He looks up at the people on the shore, and they're just standing there, staring at him. He's suffering. He's gulping in the water. He's like, come on, man. I'm dying here. Help me. Suddenly, as he's thrashing around, he felt his toes touch the sand and the rocks, touch bottom, and he just stood up. The water fell away, and he was only waist deep in the water. Placed both hands on his chest, breathed in a sigh of relief. Of course, the people on the shoreline were laughing crazy at him. But the point is, sometimes we create these things for ourselves. And all we have to do is stand up. All we have to do is say, Hello Kitty is okay. So please breathe in a sigh of relief. Let go of the challenges that are created by the mystical they. The list of five things that you wish your child did not do, tear it up. Let your child be who they are as much as you can and just breathe in. You are amazing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator for your child. You are more than enough. Until next time, friends.